Hi there, Oz here from the Oddball Aussie Podcast. If you're not listening to the Oddball Aussie Podcast, then you're missing out. You're missing out on cryptids, aliens, ghosts, and a ton of weird stuff. We've even got urban legends and crazy conspiracy theories. So if you want to hear the weird tales and lame dad jokes from the brain of a slightly deranged Aussie, then tune in to the Oddball Aussie Podcast. New episodes every week. You can find me where all good podcasts are found. Look after each other and stay safe out there in the weird. talking about generational curses and traumas and ending those because that's what we do here. I like it. I, I like that. that. I like that. I like it does that. work. I it think works. it works. You know, that's what we do. Here. When we started to this episode, I just have to mention, like, I've seen a lot of people who are trying to break generational curses and their families aren't the biggest fans of that. No, yeah, like, the older generations kind of tend to, and even, like, the generation that you're in, right, because you're trying to break it for the next generation, but the generation you're in, you kind of get some pushback from, because if they're not ready to accept those changes, Mm -hmm. you're trying to change this for your children and their children, right? or worldwide, like, all of our children, all of, like, the future of this fucking world. And people who aren't ready to accept that, they give pushback. And you know what? Knee-jerk reactions are what they are. They, other people may be like, oh my God, you're horrible. Okay, have your knee-jerk reaction, but think about it. Don't just have a knee-jerk reaction and react poorly. Have your knee-jerk reaction because it's human. You're used to a thing. You can't, you're like, you're not ready for that change. We just talked about transitions in our last episode. So you get shook. But then think about it. Let it settle in. Mm-hmm. See see why you got shook. Listen to our shadow work episode. See why you got shook so that you cannot be shook about this thing. Right. And I think that's you know when, I mean? like, the older generation, because with generational curses, we go into the older generation. Right. They get really upset yeah. about certain things. Well, and they like, take it personally. And I get that. Do. Because, like... I, the reason I said the thing about the knee-jerk reactions, that's me. I get used to a thing. I'm very about tradition. I get used to stuff. So I have knee-jerk reactions, and then I examine, why did I have a knee-jerk reaction? Well, and I also, Do I actually have a problem with it, or do I just have a problem with the change that it entails? Yeah, I think... And then we go from there so that we can accept the necessary change for everybody to be better and grow. I think that the older generation as well feel threatened because it's all yes. that they know. It's Absolutely. All that they know and change exactly. is scary, like you right. mentioned. Right. Um, but there's a couple, like, there's societal generational curses, mm-hmm. and then there's personal family, family generational, generational curses. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think how to, do we want to start with our own personal ones? Well, what if we start with the personal ones that are also societal ones? I can kick us off with, like, we were just talking with somebody about diet culture. Um, my uh, my dad's side of the family might be 
a little bit bigger. And um, my dad was very much not, he's, he is very appearance conscious. That is what I grew up with. I grew up with somebody who, wow, I don't usually talk about my family in this manner. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I don't think my parents listen. Okay. Is it so, okay? Is it yeah, too much to talk I, no, about? Okay. I think it'll be all I guess right. this is I kind of a yeah, triggering episode, yeah. honestly. Maybe like, it's a little bit of shadow work for Maddie. Well, maybe it's a little bit of shadow work for both of us because, like, yeah. I've noticed when you and I do episodes like this, it is a bit of shadow work for us because yeah, we're like, talking yeah. it out. Yeah. We're understanding, learning right. things about ourselves, learning mm -hmm. things about society. So yeah. it's a vulnerable episode. It I is. Think. It is. But I mean, that's that's what like general having generational curses and traumas, and then trying to break them. It is a vulnerable thing. Mm -hmm. You are doing larger shadow work. So real quick, let's just generational curses are things that are occurring through every generation, whether it's a society or a family, and they're negative things. They're bad things for people in that society or in that family, even if the people don't realize it, okay? And when you are identifying those things and you're identifying them either in your parents or your grandparents or yourself with your own children um, and you are choosing to behave differently because you realize like oh that's a generational curse and I'm not going to give into that like I want my kids to have better than that um, and you're choosing to break that like that's what this episode's about um, and I feel like we should just clarify that real quick off the bat because mm -hmm. I don't think we're going to get into those words necessarily again exactly but so societal generational curses affect the larger part of society and family ones affect just some families but like in my family a societal generational curse was diet culture like I grew up eating a lot of steamed vegetables I grew up uh, watching what we eat all the time like all the time we watched what we ate because my dad didn't want to be bigger like his side of the family like he full well understood that they were bigger and he didn't want that for himself and my mom if they got what he deemed was too big they needed to like diet and exercise when my mom would come down to go out with my dad um he's so appearance conscious that even when she'd be ready to go out he would look at her with makeup on and in nice clothes and be like aren't you gonna get ready because he expected more that's so passive-aggressive as well. It really is. You know. Like, I'm sorry. I don't want to say anything. No, it's okay because okay. this brings up a perfect point. And I feel like this is a way of breaking generational curses um, in the way of identifying them, right? And still being able to maintain my connections and who I am as a person. And it's I've talked with my aunt about it a lot. And, you know... I haven't necessarily talked to her about it as it pertains to like my uncle because I don't know that she could handle that. But the bottom line is, I know who my family members are. I know truths about them. I know who they are, understand who they are, understand where they're coming from, in who and what they are. And I love them anyway. I do. I'm going to compare. Anyway. I hope it's okay. Yeah. I'm about to be a dork. You know, Maddie's a fucking nerd, right? Let's compare this shit to Game of Thrones because that's what I do. Um, true, you do. It is, <laughs> it is true, though. It doesn't fucking matter. You, like, you know your family. You know how horrible they are. And yet, most of the time, people will always choose to support their family. For example, 
Tyrion killed Jamie and like killed their father. Jamie still loved him, you know. Cersei that was a piece brother. of Cersei was a piece of shit and wanted to fucking like literally murder him. He still tried to save her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Family is such a complicated yeah, right? thing, and uh, generational curses absolutely fall into that fucking category. Me too. It's so hard seeing a family member fall into generational curses. Um, and you know that's what they're doing, and you see the repeated pattern, and you try to talk to them, but you can't force someone to break a generational curse if they're going to fall into that category. One well, of the quotes, oh, I'm so oh, sorry, no, I'm going to quote yeah. you who quoted someone else, um, which was an example of generational curses, why an alcoholic and someone who doesn't touch alcohol at all. You know, why do you mm -hmm. drink? My dad was an alcoholic. Why don't you drink? My dad was an alcoholic. It just, yeah, it's hard seeing a family member fall, fall into, into that. that. No, absolutely. And it's like perception is a huge piece of it. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what else I was going to say, but it wasn't that oh, important. So no, I was just going to agree with you. Like, I was just totally going to agree with you and throw something else on there. Um, what do you but think? But I didn't want to cut you off. What do you think, Amber? allow someone to see a generational curse and want to change it because there are some family members that fall into that category that that know how shitty their childhood was and yet choose to whether subconsciously and I think a lot of it subconsciously I would like mm -hmm. to think so to continue that while knowing their childhood was shitty do you think it's like do you think they just can't break that curse and the person that does break that curse do you think they're chosen or, like, to, to, to be the one to break that curse? Like, a, a uh, spiritual healer, in a way, for that family? Like, what are your thoughts on that? So, um, I have heard that theory, and that does ring true to degrees. But mm -hmm. I think that anybody who is just open to paying attention, right? Because, mm -hmm. like, there are a lot of things that we call tradition that we don't want to do. Mm -hmm. why don't we want to do that thing that our families always did let's examine it if you're willing to examine it it's because you're willing to grow you're willing to change <clears throat> so I think like a big step in being the person or one of the people who's going to break generational curses in a family um, or in society are the ones who are willing to look at the why things happen, like, or why we react the way we do to them, like, a tradition that we don't want to hold true to anymore, like, I don't remember what, oh, yeah, that's fine. okay. Okay. All right, so like, sorry, I'm sure they yeah, heard no. every fucking thing. Probably because they're really good microphones. But if you didn't hear well, that's okay. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't like overstepping any comfort zones. But like, okay, the Fourth of July. As a society, a lot of people in America no longer want to celebrate the Fourth of July or Thanksgiving. Things right. that that honor stuff that we no longer find as much truth in. Things that we no longer find reasons to celebrate because we're seeing truths that say there's nothing to celebrate there, right, mm -hmm. as a society. Um, and in families, it's the same thing. It's like being able to look at the deeper truths of things, why we feel the way we do, um, and then 
be able to do something about it, which is an, another step, but along that same path. Mm -hmm. I do feel like, I feel like there is something that rings true to somebody who is meant to heal things in their family. Is it just one person or can multiple people hold that role? Because I feel like you might see stuff and this other person might see stuff different and both things need to be healed. You know so what I mean? So my, what do you think? Okay, so I definitely don't think it's just a one person thing, but let me explain why. Yeah. No. Because I don't think one person can heal every single emotional or, or whatever, trauma, generational curse. I don't think it's possible. I think it starts with one person, and they heal a few things, and then their child heals a few things. I think it definitely yeah. is a thing for the long run. It's, yeah. it's we just need somebody to get that start. I don't know if no, that answered I get, your no, question at I all. I get you, I get you, because like, I feel that in a way like, okay, so I am very drawn to my mother's mother. Mm -hmm. And like I personally feel like I'm trying to do some work to heal her line, right? Mm -hmm. um, and not just because she's my mother's mother, right? But at the same time, because of that maternal link, she is my mother's mother, right? Um, she like, ultimately carried you. Yes, exactly. And like I feel a connection to her mother who ultimately carried my mother, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like anyway... Like, I feel that connection, and I feel called to, like, try and heal some of that line. And my daughter also, who is sort of a namesake of my mother's mother, because my mother's mother's name was Ellen Rose, and I named her Rosalyn, which is, like, Rose Ellen. Mm -hmm. But not exactly, because I spelled it differently, but, you know, kind of a namesake thing. And she also feels, like, drawn to my mother's mother and mm -hmm. doing something about um, healing her line. And so I see, like, I feel what you're saying about the generation thing because it was like, I don't feel like anybody else in my generation of my family on either side, my father's side or my mother's side, I don't think any of them feel called to, at least from a this standpoint, maybe from the Christian standpoint, which we'll get to later, but from this standpoint, I don't think any of them have felt a calling at all to heal any of the the stuff. Well, and a lot of lives. people don't think there's anything to heal. They're Truth, not exactly. See, they don't it's see because it. they don't see it. Yeah. So yeah. one of the things we talked about before uh, starting to film this episode is societal generational curses, and this is such a thing. I'm like trying, yeah. where do we start? I think we should start with the, the manly father. I was going to okay. say that too. I Way really do, right? Yes. Because like, okay, first of all, before we go, I have to tell you though, in my dream that I had last night about you, you were getting the tattoo on your finger. No? No. Okay. It was like right here. It was That's so weird, weird because like Gia does have a tattoo on one of her fingers on oh, like, and Roz has tattoos right here. Right here. I am... I'm going to get a hand tattoo, I don't think, but I was going to get it, um, I'm going to have her do it up here, I think, like this, and but I'm not sure. And you were having this conversation last night? Yeah. Part of me is like, did I accidentally astro-project? <laughs> like, I don't think so, because I would assume it was, like, far before you went to sleep. Okay, you know? okay, maybe, because I was, like, 8 o'clock-ish at night. Yeah, I, I was Maybe 7.30. 
I was like, knock, 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 can I come in? I just do that, though. Like, sometimes I just have dreams about yeah. things. That... I mean, we've had, we've been in the same dreams. Right, before. exactly. And I mean, like, shout out to Dustin. I had a, I had, I have prophetic dreams, and I had a prophetic dream with our friend Dustin from the Rewatch Recap, and Dustin can read and watch things, where he and I and a third person were, like, having a drink in a place. And, like, we have been talking... Anyway, it doesn't matter. But, like, I also dream about the people that I'm going to meet at events. Right. Like, I will be, like, about to give somebody a tarot reading, and I'll be like, I remember you from last time. And they're like, I have never seen you before in my life. You're like, I had a dream. They're like, yes. okay, like, this bitch is like, fucking no. up. Yeah, <laughs> like, I had a dream about the guy that fixed Katie's key fob a couple years ago, uh -huh. and that's the first one that I, like, know for sure I had a dream about that guy's face. And then I met that guy for the first time ever, and I was like, well, well and and the thing was, you were the one giving the tattoo, so if you, if, if one of your daughters is like, here mom, try this, I will fucking scream. I will let you know if that happens. Please do! Because <laughs> like, but anyway, anyway. Um, one of the generations, because that totally has nothing to do with what right. we're talking manly, about. Right, manly, manly men. Manly, manly yes. fucking men. So, first societal generational curse that we will talk about is the father telling the son the cats and the crindle and the silver spoon. I'm sorry, but like straight up. Cats Damn, Maddie. Oh, that I'm song so, is so it sad. Is sad. <laughs> but it's true. Cats in the crindle. He's like, <clears throat> I'm gonna be like you, Dad. And then he's like, my boy was just like me. I know. And yeah, it's so sad. It I'm is, sorry, it like, is. I can't uh, listen to that song without fucking crying at the end when he's like, my boy grew up just like me. I actually really love Huggies did a commercial. I think it was Huggies. Someone did that a Super Bowl commercial. Visit my parents so much. <laughs> like they okay, so it was some I think it was Huggies or something. They did a commercial and it was like the same song, but they switched it to make it like dad's actually involved in their kid's life to, to promote that. Yeah. And it was so sweet. He's like, I, I had meetings, so I changed them and I saw him walk today and I was like, oh, that's better. And it's like so great because I just saw like a little like article-y thing being suggested to me before we even like were doing this episode. And so it's so funny, but it was like, um, you know, you say what you want about gentle parenting, but like this generation of dads is the most involved. Right. Ever. Mm -hmm. And it's not wrong. I mean, like, but like at the same time, like 80s dads were pretty fucking involved. Like maybe not all of them were. But my dad was. Like, he made chocolate chip pancakes on his days off, and he grilled steaks on his nights at home, and he uh, he worked for restaurants. So we went out as a family a lot because he would trade restaurant vouchers for uh, vouchers to other restaurants so we could go out to eat, and he would trade his restaurant vouchers to his restaurant for, um, like, movie tickets and shit so we can go out to the movies as a family. Is that legal? I'm pretty sure, like, they were his for promotional purposes. Oh, okay, okay. This was like, the 80s. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but, just saying, like, I mean, like, it was, like, between restaurant managers mm -hmm. and, like, hey. And, like, it was the 80s. <laughs> well, like, okay, I'm going to use an example. It's not my family, but it's my husband's family. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to say any names. But uh, <clears throat> great-grandpa was a fucking asshole. Great-grandpa was a 
fucking abusive asshole and grandpa was an abusive fucking asshole and I guess that's technically dad because he's old enough to be a grandpa but he's my he, he is a grandpa but he's also like you get what I'm saying yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, so, know, like, we got saying. great-grandpa for the other, the generation younger than mine, and right. then you've got grandpa for my kids' generation, and then you got dad for my, my, right, uh, okay, right, you know right, what right. the yeah, fuck yeah, I'm yeah, talking yeah, about, yeah, okay? Yeah, it's the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same guy. But the point is, um, he was a fucking abusive asshole, and he raised an abusive asshole, and it fucking sucks how common that is, that, yeah. especially in that generation, because yes. I would say, like, 50s and 60s my dad's gonna yeah. beat the fuck out of me if i don't get home in time you know yeah. what i mean like yeah and and then they're the same way and it fucking sucks or like yeah. you can't be you can't cry right you can't cry you gotta man up like walk it off you can't mm -hmm. be hurt you're a dude you're a, you ultimately are the man of the house and you have to be like, you have to act like it. Or one day you're going to be the man of the house and you have to act like it. And it leaves men in this place of feeling like they have to be in charge in all situations. Mm -hmm. Even when that makes them wrong. Right. Right. And, like, damn. What? I was going to, I don't remember, but... Anyway, like it just leaves them feeling like. Well, they have it also to be feels right, like they can't like, cry. They right. can't. They can't know, be express. human with emotions. Yes, exactly, like, because they have to be strong and tough. Because right. and then like there's the generation of like Gen Xers and like elder millennials like myself, where like we grew up in the society of women talking about how awful fucking men are, and like the dudes of that generation growing up hearing from the men you got to be a hard ass you have to be in charge you're the man and then hearing from elder women you're awful you need to go away it just makes me feel sorry for them in the first place yeah. because look some of the generation things they be doing is awful and it should yeah. go away but that's what they were taught, taught because right. of the generational curses. yeah because and and like some of them have it coming from both sides some of it it's just from the men above them but then i mean women have the exact same stuff women but in, in a different stuff. way so like right. yeah so, essay i'm not gonna say it because i don't right. know if youtube will do it but like essay mm -hmm. um for so you many know, most generations of us have been were well, a so victim it ex oh, yeah unfortunately yeah. and you got in the past it was the woman's fault and i say in the past mm -hmm. but it's still kind of still up. a thing like i worked with the red panty law like or not law but the red panty case like Oh, where that somebody bitch was wearing, wearing red, red, red panties, panties, and so like the the guy was found innocent because her panties were red. I can wear red panties for me. I'm, I can wear I'm nothing so but red panties, and that doesn't give anybody a right to anything. I, you know what I'm saying? I have to bring this up because it, it pops up on my timeline in my memories every fucking year. And it makes me so mad. And it's not really related. I mean, it is related, but it's not. The, like, the red panty ball. This, this nasty motherfucker that I went to school with, R-A-P-E-D-G. I'm adding the G, because, again, I don't know about this. Yeah. Sense. Right, a woman um, who couldn't speak English. And he went through his court, and she was his friend, and they had been drinking, and he got away with it. Even though... According to her, like, what do you call it? She had all the signs of mm -hmm. 
like her her great kid. Yep. Mm -hmm. Not only that, he had teeth marks on him from where she bit him. He had scratch marks on him from where he scratched her. And they claimed, because she was his friend, she came over there and she put herself in that position. And that it probably wasn't you-know-what, because they both had been drinking. And this happened four years ago, and I share that person's photo every time, because fuck you, motherfucker. Yeah, How dare you? And terrible. your piece of shit sister comes on there and says, well, she liked him. We thought they were dating. Fuck no, you and again. your family, you <clears throat> dumb fucking bitch. And I, no, I'm sure they're no. not listening, but seriously, yeah, like, yeah, no. I'm so sorry. No, that's some, that is absolute. Uh, but like you said, mm. the red pants, before that though, like, it was women's fault. Like, you put yourself in that position and mm -hmm. what were you wearing? And so mothers well, are teaching right. their daughters, don't wear this don't do this. What did you do? Well, not just that, but like, okay, I, as a woman, was taught to park under streetlights. Mm -hmm. I was taught to carry my keys like they're a weapon in my fist. So if I punch, I'm not just punching. Mm -hmm. I'm stabbing with metal keys. Mm -hmm. I was taught to do so many things that men weren't taught to do. Mm -hmm. And like, I taught my daughters. And my mom was probably taught by her mom. Right. Because we have to be taught how to take care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Because other people aren't taught that we are people too. Well, I'm not sure. No, so I think, other I think end, where that I mean? line is, it's because men are taught <coughs> when we're in charge. Or they right. used to be. Things are yeah. changing nowadays. But they used to be for generations taught we're in charge. Sorry. Women have to listen to it. us. We don't show emotions. We don't feel emotions. And that's where the, the societal generational curses come with, like, to a fucking, like, yeah. yeah. No, they yeah, do. Because, like, they, they intersect with each other and they actually cause more problems. Mm -hmm. And that's that's why they have to be gotten rid of. Like, you know, the, the women's lib movement has done a lot for helping. But there's still, like you said, that one case was only four years ago. Yeah. It still it still happened last year where somebody's getting away with what they shouldn't have done. There was that kid and the dirt and the oh <gasps> fuck God. fuck you, Brock. That's all I remember was his name was Brock. Brock yeah, fuck I that just I just remember the dirt. I remember his piece of shit face. I'm sorry, guys. Anyway, and she, he got away with it. He got away with it. Right, because like the judge was like, "Don't want to ruin his life." Because somehow, uh, in the the society we live in, one of our generational curses, and I will say it's a generational curse because it's been this way since the beginning of the colonization of America. Mm -hmm. Men rule and women grovel. And that's what they're taught. And mm -hmm. that's why it but continues to yeah. be a thing. Yeah. And now a word from one of our fellow podcasters. Hey listeners, Nikki Young here, host of the international true crime podcast, Serial Napper. If you like listening to true crime stories while you're falling asleep, you're going to love Serial Napper. Each week, I feature a different true crime story from somewhere around the world, told succinctly the way that it happened. Just the facts, ma'am. I like to cover a lot of unsolved true crime cases that don't get the media attention that they deserve. 
Then, at the end of each month, I host an online true crime Zoom chat where we go through the cases that I've covered and talk about the details, the key players, suspects, theories, and any recent developments. It's a chance to take your true crime listening experience up a notch and chat with other true crime followers just like you. We have a great community, and I'd like to thank a great true crime podcast. Episodes drop every Friday, where you can enjoy 30 minutes of extensive detail and research. You can listen to Serial Napper on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Like, it's just, and and I feel like it comes across as for mothers. Let's talk about mothers. Oh, well, they're favoritizing my brother. My brother can go out and be out and his curfew's midnight. Mine's eight o'clock. That's bullshit. My mom said, no, No, it's trying to protect you. You're vulnerable in your mother's eyes. Yes. Like, your brother's less vulnerable in your mother's eyes because our society says, He's going to be okay unless he's different somehow, mm-hmm. right? Because, like, racism. racism That's a societal, absolutely generational societal fucking gen- curse. Like, mm, maybe I have, won't mention it. I was just going to mention that. We have people that are taught, you know, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, that like, was a generational, a generational thing. thing. And it, it's exactly, it, it is a story of proof to show that people are taught to be racist and that is learned 100% and I mean I mean I was just going to use the example where yes, those please tell uh, three men were arrested and I can't I, I can't remember the details because it was so honestly horrific I didn't let myself mm-hmm. but I'm sure if you're listening you'll probably know what I'm talking about a father a son and his son, I think it was either his son or the neighbor, but either way, it was definitely a father and a son, ran down a black man, and they lynched him. This didn't happen that long ago. What was it, two or three years ago? Something like that. That is a generational thing. And I just... In this day and age, can you fuck... Like, how the fuck is that still a thing? How was it ever a thing? I remember... But how is it still a thing? Right? And I remember watching them get arrested, like, because it was all over the news, and I remember thinking... That fucking father, the grandpa, put that in his son's fucking right. head, and this is how this is how that generational yep. curse played out. Because like, he raised him to be that way. Yeah. What was great grandpa like? Right. And it was just well, and I mean that's how I learned about racism. Because like, shout the fuck out to my parents, because y'all are goddamn awesome. Even though you got your flaws, but like, I learned about racism from another kid, and they were told to be racist and I was like what the fuck is this like right my whole world was shook because like I had never thought about that before ever like I'd never thought about like disliking somebody because of the way they looked physically Mm mm-hmm like really, like no, I, that was my I first introduction to it, and they were taught by their grandparent. And it's just—it's so sad because it's literal brainwashing because you're is. teaching a young child that this is right. okay. It's and like, just like I'd like to say to our people listening, like you know, if you have this mentality or like thought process, you need to examine it. But I'd like to think that none of our listeners have that mentality. Well, and one that I want to, I don't know if I should mention it because it's kind of controversial, but I do. I mean, I just, 
I know, right? Well, like, it's all. I realize this is going to be a very controversial. I hope episode that's okay. Once we bring like, the societal okay. into it, and that's fine. I don't care. But it's like, I mean, it needs to be discussed. It's never going to change. I'm just going to wait to bring it up. But <laughs> <laughs> so, like, do you have a generational curse in your family um, that you feel comfortable? Like I guess the toes about. thing, I yeah. think it's so funny. I love it so much. I, you don't love it too much when you're a kid, but it's not hurtful or anything. So <laughs> great-grandma used to pull grandma's toes. Grandma used to pull my mom's toes. My mom pulls my, used to pull my toes, and now I pull my kids' toes. And you pull them until they pop. And then Ugh. you just kick and you laugh and you kick and you laugh and you kick and you laugh because, oh, my God, stop, 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 stop. Uh, it doesn't yeah. hurt. No, it doesn't hurt. But it's hurt. just I like a stop, stop, a stop, right? And it's just... You. A thing that's just been a, like, I, so I didn't think it was a generational curse, but Amber's like, did you like getting your toe popped? I'm like, it was I'm, silly. Like yeah. I laughed, you right. know what I mean? But, but like, I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, like just from the standpoint of like, you didn't like it and he doesn't like it. And it's like, well, I guess it would fall more under generational curse than tradition, but I mean, that's like, that That just depends on, you know, how much you guys enjoy it. Like, Oh, you know I enjoy I mean? it as an adult. Yeah, no, I mean how much the kids enjoy it. That's what I mean. Because, like, the breaking generational curses about making it better for them, the, their generation. Well, and it's like, um, it's funny. Like, you laugh and you kick and you laugh and you kick. And I remember it being almost ticklish, but I can't remember if it's enjoyable or not. <laughs> Definitely, like, a laughing thing. Like, have you ever been, like, you just laugh so hard because someone's tickling you and you can't fucking breathe? I and then you that. have to, like, push them away. Yes. And you're like, dude, you almost I fucking, fucking hate killed that. me. Yeah, no, it's definitely one of those yeah, Dude, because no, you feel like you're horrible. going to die. Yeah, no, Like, it's, it's a torture thing. You have no control over that situation because, like, when you're tickled, you're just trying to stop being tickled and there's nothing else you can focus on and then you can't breathe. It's a It is. Like, I there's a reason it children. was a torture, yeah, like, yeah, thing. Because like, it. And I, I read. Yeah. I Sorry. read that tickling is the most used torture in things like uh, mental homes and, um, like, for Damn. piece of shit nurses. Oh, like, because there's, they, like, it leaves no mark, but it's still yeah. fucking torture. It's a control thing. Yeah. Like, you nursing know, homes I, and, like, mental institutions. Yeah. Uh, is that not fucked up? Because it doesn't horrible. leave I any fucking hate being tickled. So, uh, one it. of the things that I was going to mention that I think is going to be a little triggering for me so I may not talk about it too much but I am going to mention it is the man who assaulted me um his son was also arrested for child sexual assault and oh I'm sorry SA oh I hope YouTube doesn't mm. take us down maybe we'll ee 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 you know what I mean if that's okay just because they yeah. they do the well yeah uh the the YouTube part is more difficult. Oh, if you can't yeah, do it, I'll it's try. fine. If you yeah, can't do I'll... it, it's fine. But like, essay. Yeah. And I can't, yeah. I just, I can't help but wonder when I heard that and that came out, what about grandpa? You're telling me it's just one generation to just yeah. two generations? You know what I mean? I don't believe that. I'm like, how, how far back does this fucking go? Yeah. And how much longer is it going to be? Right. You know? And I would absolutely classify that as a generation. I don't even yeah. fucking know, man. I don't I'll, know. Like, it's like, it just 
mm, bothering me. Yeah, no, I understand that. And I'll say that, you know, you had mentioned it earlier and I'll just bring it up now. You know, um, in, you know, in LGBTQ culture, there mm -hmm. are generational curses of, you know, living in a family line where it's unacceptable to be, a, you know, to be gay or lesbian or tra transgender or non-binary. Like, you know, you live in a family that's not accepting of change and, uh, you know, even though you have elders in the family that are most likely um, one of the aforementioned, uh, you know, types of individual. I'm sorry, my husband's like in the background looking for something. I don't know. It's slightly distracting. Sorry, guys. But, um, like, generationally, it is not accepted. And so multiple generations in the same family line don't feel comfortable coming out of the closet. They are not able to live their truth, and it's a family thing. You know, I watched a Doctor Who, or I'm sorry, Doctor Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing, right? Same thing, guys. I watched a Doctor Phil episode about a transgender son. Tarkies. Oh. Oh. My Tarkies. Yours. Yeah, okay, wait, hold on, hold on, we, and we're back, okay, so anyway, it's just like, you know, in my family, whether there are any other individuals who are members of the LGBTQ community, I'm the only person who is, is open. openly, well, and my children, but, you know, my, of, of my generation and former, I'm the only one, even well, though there's possibly others and I'm not going to go any further. Well, and it's like, how far back does that go? Because you go back mm -hmm. to the 50s and you couldn't, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And we had to marry and have wives and have, yeah. or have husbands and have kids. And then mm -hmm. we've got the next, it just, <sighs> anyway, the Dr. Phil episode I watched. Sorry guys, we yeah, had to sorry. pause it. We had to pause it. And then get back. But the Dr. Phil episode that I watched was a transgender son. He was transgender male to fin. Or, and, uh, he was talking to his... Sorry, I don't mean to keep doing that. He was talking to his uh, mom, and she told him, you know, it's like you got the female traits and I got the male traits because she herself was conflicted, but she, she would never admit that out loud. She would never... Mm -hmm. And he she felt really, like, betrayed that he said that on TV, obviously. But it's like... He broke that generational curse right. that she wasn't strong, strong enough. enough to, or yeah, I shouldn't no. say strong enough. She I, wasn't able because of the time she lived in. Because mm -hmm. that is one yes. of the positive things about the times we're living in. Mm -hmm. We're seeing a lot of these generational curses coming to light from a societal perspective. Mm -hmm. And there's a faction of people who have a lot of pushback to it. Um, and, you know, like I said... It's understandable for you to have that pushback if you're one of those people who has a knee-jerk reaction and it causes you to have some pushback, but just, like, examine it. You're not being personally attacked. You, if you have always been, like, a decent individual, you're not necessarily one of the people who's being mentioned in, you know, whatever societal thing that you're like, eh, change, I can't handle it. Like, I get it. You're always allowed to grow as a person. You're always allowed to examine 
why you have those reactions. Because along with generational curse breaking is shadow work. Because you have to examine where those things come from. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's a mentality. And if you can't handle the idea of changing this mentality that you were raised with, because that's how I was raised, well, examine that. Why do you have a knee-jerk reaction? Why are you not able to just see it differently? Why are you not able to be okay with this societal change? Because it's a change for the better. Everybody deserves to be treated the same as people. Everybody deserves to be able to say, I love this person. I am this person. This is how I want to live my life. And everybody has that right. No matter what, everybody should have that right. So if you have like a reaction to any of that, like examine where that comes from. You don't have to be the enemy. You can grow and you can understand why you need to change your way of thinking. Even if it was always this other way before. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I was just going to say breaking generational curses is not for the weak. It is no. very, very rough work. It's very mm -hmm. rough work. You lose a lot of people. You see a lot of people fall down that same mm -hmm. generational curse. And I want to talk about my generational curses as well. But look, I don't know who's listening. I don't want to... I, I, as of right now, don't feel coming forward, feel comfortable coming forward in the public to discuss yeah. them. I hope that's okay. No, that's fine. Um, like, I mean, there's, there's a lot of stuff that, mm -hmm. you know, with generational curses, it's, it's examining the harder parts of life. It is. And like, we don't have to tell you guys all about that, which we personally deal with mm -hmm. for you, hopefully to understand how to examine your line. You know, and also like societal generational curses are for everyone. Too. Right, literally exactly. everyone is involved they in are. societal and like, generational curses. Family generational curses can be something as simple as we always eat this fucking horrible fruitcake because it's great, great, great grandma's recipe, but nobody likes it, and every year it's a waste of time and resources. I love so, that though. Like, so for me, again, generational curses comes with perspective, like right. you said. So for me, it wouldn't be a generational curse. It would be an awesome tradition. But for my right. kids, maybe they're like, fuck this, this is a curse. You know right. what I yeah, mean? Yeah, exactly. And it's like, if everybody hates doing it, well, then don't do it anymore. You know what I mean? Because, like, if nobody enjoys it, then it takes, it becomes an obligation and it takes the joy out of it, right? Mm -hmm. So it's no longer, like, a fun tradition. Mm -hmm. It's an obligation that you don't want to do and it causes negative emotions. And that, in and of itself, could be the breaking of a generational curse because when we feel obligated to do things for our family or for our elders, not because we choose to, but because it's expected... Um, and there's nobody's benefiting because nobody wants to eat the fucking fruitcake. You would, but like, I'm just using fruitcake cake as an example because everybody always talks shit on fruitcake. You know what I mean? So right. I thought it was a good example to use. I mean, I've never like, had fruitcake. I have bad? never eaten it. No, I'm talking about it's got cooked fruit in it. I don't fucking oh, know. you're right. I, I would love to try it. I would it's love got, to try like, to make it myself. Fruit or I know, fruit like it's like hard or something. I just want to try it because of the 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 like, like stamina. If, if somebody or like if there was like somebody who was like, oh, everybody loves my stamina or whatever, I would try it. But like, I ain't buying one of those hard pound loaf cake, fruit cake things that the store has at Christmas at Yule. No, not for me. If Lolly made a fruitcake, I'd try that bitch. 
try Lolly, this. make a fruitcake this Lolly, year. Lolly, make a fruitcake. I would it. love to try it. Are you saying it no? Head. No, she legit <laughs> No? <laughs> Corey flicked us off. Wow, there's a lot of fruitcake hate. And that's I, why I used it as my example. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, okay, like, let's be clear. If I had, like, my grandmother's whatever recipe, I absolutely would fucking make it. And I would love it. I was just using fruitcake as an example, and my family. Over I there wonder if like illustrated for us why I used that. Are one. there like some generational curses? They don't even know it's a generational curse. Like this recipe. Oh my god, it's my grandma's. Everybody loves it so much, and then you try it, and you're like, that shit is a generational curse. Throw it out the fucking window. <laughs> it is horrible. I. Like, <laughs> I wonder, like you taste it, and as. As a, uh, an enlightened individual, you're like, oh, there's bad juju in here. Yeah, this is not good. This is this is baked with hate, my darling. You need to <laughs> you need to throw it out. Don't start over. It wasn't a you thing. It was a the thing thing. Figure out what I meant by that. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, is there too. anything else we can say yeah, about generational I curses? Mean, I feel I like feel there like, was something I yeah. was gonna say, but I simply can't remember what the fuck it was. So, aside from changing your behavior as it pertains to the oh, action. Oh, self-awareness. So, okay, like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but that's what I was going to say. was, like, it, it has, breaking generational curses has a lot of self-awareness involved, which is where yep, the shadow work shadow comes work. in. Because there are times when I have yelled at my son, and I'm like, oh, my God, I sounded like my grandmother. Or I sounded like my mother. Or... And that's a funny stereotype you hear all the time. Like, yeah, well, no. let's bring up the Breakfast Club mother. right here. Yeah, and we all turn into so, them. Yeah, no, we don't have to. We don't know? have to. And I mean, there's certain things, there's certain traits that you're probably going to carry through. Oh, absolutely. And that and doesn't make it a generational curse, even right. if it's a trait that you picked up from said parent that you don't necessarily like. Like. It, that doesn't necessarily make it a generational curse. Like, is it a bad dealio for everybody? I think it depends on what it is. Yeah, right. like it you is, said. Perspective does come a lot into it. Um, but also, I was going to ask you, like, aside from just, like, so when you identify a generational curse, and then you choose to change your behavior so that for the next generation, or even for those of your generation, or maybe you can even bring the former generation on board with said change, but with changing your behavior, outside of that, do you think there's anything that is, like, necessary to break generational curses? Or do you think there are other ways to break generational curses than the changing of your behavior so as to... If we're talking spiritually that? and you're a spiritual person, I haven't done this yet, but maybe I should because I feel like I just got a universal download. A cleansing ritual for the whole line. I, there's actually heathen ritual for exactly yes. that. Like I just got it's like so I, I feel like oh I just God. got a thing. Maybe that person on that, your uh, yeah. on your TikTok would call me schizo, but like <laughs> dick, right? But like no, seriously, I'm like yeah. I, I think that. doing a, 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 I, a whole line healing, healing yeah. because I feel like that would be such a powerful. It would be exhausting. As I'm thinking this right now, I'm like, well, no, it would be I'm, such a powerful intense ritual i myself know i would be exhausted after doing that but i think Samhain would be a great time to do this because your ancestors and now i'm over here and i'm all like spring cleaning it could be spring cleaning too like something but it, it 
to me. Well, because I work with my ancestors all the time. So, like, and in the Slavic tradition, like, uh, Easter, Ostara, that, that, that spring equinox celebration is huge. So, like, I see that as, like, a very good time to do that kind of thing. And there is a, like, there is a heathen ritual that is exactly what you're talking about. I've actually seen a presentation on it by a heathen practitioner. And, um, it was so fucking powerful. Healing your past family line and then clearing yes. the way to continue to heal in the future. Yeah, it was yeah. beautiful. So as a spiritual right. person, if you are looking okay, into fair. that, yes. I think that would be something you should look into. Like um, if like you're that. a neurotypical, I don't know <laughs> like what to call it. If you're a muggle, um, I don't know what else they could do other than therapy. <laughs> I mean, and I don't mean that in a hateful way. I just mean, like, I think therapy would be a great way to look into that. I mean, also for, for, for spiritual practitioners as well, I just mean as, like, a spiritual thing to do along with. Yeah, you no, know, I get but, you. I'm just like, for a muggle, I mean, couldn't they work at, you know, I know you're a muggle, but you could, like, also work at healing your ancestral line by, like, taking the time to get to know your ancestors um, and, like, kind of reaching out like because even if you're let's say you're christian like oh so before we go do we want to tackle that Mm. um um, uh so even if you're christian i didn't do a lot of research on that like i was supposed to so what's really funny is uh did when i looked into because we had both said like we wanted to do a little research on um i just went blank sorry guys it's late um on, Christian on, generational curses? Well, not Christian generational curses, but just generational curses as well. And you said you're going to look more into the Christian one. When I searched, when I just did a basic Google search, all I found was stuff on Christian. Yes, curses. exactly. But like, even if you're a Christian, you can reach out to your ancestors. They were Christian too, probably. Um, and if they if weren't Christian, then I guess you would be working on your fucking Christian generational curses thing because, like, part of that generational curse is. Um, from the line point of Christianity is like uh, both your formers and your futures need to be practitioners of Christianity so that your line stays uh, clean essentially. Right. I'm open. I'm open. I'm using my phone to Google because I didn't do a lot. So one of the like Exodus 34 7 says God visits the of the fathers on the children and the children's children to the third and the fourth generations. That was one of the things that came up. So it's like, God does not hold you responsible for something someone else does, but to understand the Lord's words to... Okay, I I don't fucking know. Yeah, no, basically, it's it's kind of how you summed it up to me earlier, Uh which was, like, for... Christian generational curses. There's a huge thing about generational curses in the Christian belief system. And it's basically, if your ancestors were not Christian, then, like, that is going to be, like, you're going to be punished for that. So, like, you got to work on that as a Christian. Mm -hmm. you got to, like, work on them. I don't get it, but, like, you got to make sure your kids and your grandkids are Christian to heal your family right. line. Well, and this is Which, like, doesn't too. make sense to me because, like, if you're being punished for your former's being 
not Christian, like how does that work? But anyway, this wasn't to pick on Christianity. I was actually just no, saying because, like, like if you're Christian, you can still like reach out to your ancestors and like try to commune with them and like try to heal those generational curses within your own family line in a way that would be in line with your religion so as to not make you mm -hmm. feel like a I don't want to say this in a shitty way, but a dirty heathen is what came to mind, and so I'm going to leave it that way. Well, and I'm looking at, like, um, this quote, which is a commandment, uh, this Ten Commandment, the second one, says, Those in the community who worshipped idols would see God's punishment on their families as long as they lived to the third and the fourth generation of those who hate me, but those who choose to love God and keep his commandments would receive God's blessing to a thousand generations. So I'm confused. I, and I say I'm confused because if your family member, your, your grandmother is a Christian, it says, then all your family will be blessed and blah, blah, blah for a thousand generations, even if they're pagan, even if they're... I'm gonna bet that once you become pagan, like, you lose that. I don't know. It's, I don't want to say it's weird, because I don't want to. I don't know. If you guys know, let us know in the comments. Yeah, let us know in the comments if you're watching on YouTube. Don't forget to like and subscribe, y'all. Yeah, and um, hello to Victoria. Melissa. Death by DVD. Pam. Thanks for being our patrons on Patreon. We appreciate you. If you want a super spiffy shout out like they got, you can visit patreon.com forward slash witches talking tarot and get a shout out of your very own as well as extra shit from your favorite witches. So uh, if you want to find us on the socials, we're on X. At classiest switches, <laughs> and I feel like you like that it's changed from Twitter to X because you can every time, <laughs> every motherfucking time for us '90s kids out there. We're also on Instagram at Which Is Talking Tarot and Facebook at Which Is Talking Tarot. Thanks for coming to sit with us, Espel. Bye. Hello, twisted humans. Do you find yourself wanting to know more about the latest murder, conspiracy, cult, or haunting? Then this is the podcast for you. In 1952, there was a record high of UFOs reported. 1,500 sightings. There has been evidence of human sacrifice, devil worship, and it is haunted by more spirits than can be counted. A family of two adults and two kids reportedly saw a giant flying thing with glowing red eyes. And meanwhile, the family's nanny that helped Veronica to care for her and Lucian's children was found bludgeoned to death in the basement of their family home. I'm Alicia. And I'm Sierra. And this is Twisted, Twisted and, and Uncorked. Uncorked.